Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of the Shire Salvos podcast. Jack Clifton is my name and delighted to be back after a couple of weeks off uh, from the Shire Salvos podcast. Both myself and Claire have been unwell, uh, struck down with COVID, but we're pleased to be bringing you all the latest of what's happening around the life of the church uh, in the Shire Salvos world. We're going to be playing you the sermon from Kim Briggs uh, that happened on Sunday's service. Uh, Kim was speaking to us uh, from the first Timothy chapter and, uh, yeah, was uh, bringing us the, the Word of God and encouraging us uh, throughout uh, the week, and certainly it was an encouraging church service as well. If you, you weren't, uh, you weren't there. Um, uh, lots of encouragement uh, from different people um, in the, in the church, and it was uh, yeah, it was just such a, a great morning and, and a great sermon. So really looking forward to playing for that uh, that for you a little bit later on in the podcast. But now we're going to jump in and take a look at some of the news that's happening in the life of the church at our Miranda and Menai locations. Plenty happening, but I guess uh, we would be remiss of us not to, not to start by taking a look at uh, the Red Shield appeal for 2022. Now, this is a big deal around the uh, uh, the Sutherland Shire, certainly for us, because um, if you were in church on Sunday, um, and even if you weren't, uh, Joel talking about, and Mark's uh, soap has spoken about it as well, the money that we, we raise in the Sutherland Shire stays in the Sutherland Shire for uh, the different bits of work that we're doing. So, so, so important for us to be getting out there in the community and encouraging people uh, to give and give back to, uh, to the community. Salvation Army do such good work and uh, be be great for us to uh, get close to that $106,862 that we raised last year uh, in 2021. Now, there's going to be uh, different static um, collection points around uh, around the place on, on the weekend of the 28th and 29th of May. So uh, church is currently looking for two hours, uh, two hour blocks of people to stand and collect at a location in the Shire. So you can sign up online by going to the website volunteer.salvos.com org.au. Uh, you can also do that on Sundays. There's going to be a little table set up with a sheet for you to sign up if you want to do it that way. You can also sign up for your own online fundraiser, the Digital Door Knock. If you're maybe attached to a sporting club or a school, that might be a good way of getting people involved. You can do that by heading directly to the website, digitaldoorknock.salvationarmy.org.au forward slash Shire Salvos. That's digitaldoorknock.salvationarmy.org.au forward slash Shire Salvos. There's also a couple of other um, people at church that are running uh, their own challenges. Um, on the 29th of May, Michael Hosking is running the Rec Gym Challenge. I spoke about this a little bit um, at church yesterday. And uh, also, Michelle Wheatley is running the Menai Park Run Challenge on the 21st of May. So uh, you can contact the church office, uh, speak to Joel, uh, Kim or Mark if you want to find any more information about that. But we certainly encourage you to get involved. It is a, it is a great weekend. Um, you only need to give up two hours of your time. You give up more than that, um, obviously, if you want to. But um, it is really great to, to connect with our community and there are lots of people that are very thankful for the work the Salvation Army does. So I um, would, would encourage you to, to get involved there. Reminder that our Sunday church service is happening each and every week from 9.30am at our Menai location. And uh, now that school holidays are over, the kids program's back in full force as well. So uh, that is something else to get excited about. Some exciting uh, news with some of the events coming up in the next uh, couple of months for us here at Shire Salvos. The first is our Muster Shire Salvos weekend away. It's fast approaching, happening on the 17th to the 19th of June at the Collaroy Centre. So registrations are now open and you can join those uh, directly online. You can head to the website salvationarmy.typeform.com forward slash muster22. That's salvationarmy.com 
typeform.com slash mustard22. You can ring the church and uh, sign up there or you can do it in person uh, on Sundays um, at our Menai location at 11 Pilliger Place up there uh, in Bangor. Love to see you there. Our next Boomers and Beyond is happening in a couple of weeks, the 16th of May. You can contact um, David and Robin Reeves for more information, or you can contact the church office directly. Uh, it's happening from 10 a.m. They're going to the Hazelhurst Art Gallery down there at Gaimere and followed by lunch at 11.30 a.m. at the Gaimere Bowling Club. Sounds like a wonderful morning and afternoon there for Boomers and Beyond on Monday, the 16th of May. There's also um, other things happening around the life of the church. There is, uh, yeah, lots of uh, lots of stuff that's happening um, with our church. And if you want to stay up to date with uh, with everything that's happening, obviously you can tune into this podcast. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, but there's also lots of information being thrown up on the Shire Salvos website. That's shiresalvos.org.au. And also our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Shire Salvos, or uh, jump into Facebook and in your search bar, type in Shire Salvos. You can like the page and uh, stay up to date with everything that's happening uh, around the life of the church and uh, also uh, around uh, the Sutherland Shire. Just before we jump out of our new section, uh, the Shire Salvos, um, there is some ministry opportunities with the uh, the Shire Salvos team. They're looking to fill a role at our Miranda location, but also at their Menai and Ingedine Salvation Army stores. So if you'd like further information, you can contact the church office. They're looking for a mission leader at the Menai Salvo store. Also looking for a mission leader at Ingedine and also a Miranda community coordinator as well. Uh, you contact the church office and speak with uh, with Lynn, uh, Lynn McComb, who's there also, uh, Michelle Wheatley. Um, uh, they'll be able to direct you um, in the, the right passage for that. But uh, yeah, if that's something that uh, tickles your fancy, something you're interested in, I certainly encourage you to have a li- little bit more of a think and a li- little bit more of a look at some of those roles as well. That wraps up all of our local news here in our Shire, Shire Salvos news section. And we're going to jump in and listen to the sermon from Sunday morning. Kim speaking from 1 Timothy, talking about encouragement and fighting the good fight for, for our Lord. And uh, we're able to encourage others uh, through a wonderful sharing time, which you'll hear uh, throughout the back end uh, of the sermon. But here is Kim's sermon from Sunday morning here on the Shire Salvos podcast. Thanks, Claire. Well, the challenge today, I was thinking that perhaps I'd do the burpee challenge till he showed me what a burpee was. (laughs) So now I've got to think of something different. Um, So beginning of last year, I started a group called a D group, which is short for discipleship group. And the idea of a D group is that three to four people gather regularly every two to three, every one to two weeks, and you go through the Word, study the Bible, and you keep each other accountable and you pray for each other. And so three of us did this last year, and we met every fortnight, and because of the year, we did that online. And when we started that, the idea of that group was that it goes for 12 to 18 months and then what you do is you then disband and then you go and do another group with another three to four people. So then beginning of this year, we've just started another group and there's four of us and that's my new D group. Now this is not something our church is launching or whatever, but it's just a way to do discipleship. And so I journey with three other women and they know in 12 to 18 months, we're going to disband, and we will have shared the leadership in that, in that group, so then everyone feels equipped to go and do it 
another time. And maybe it would be that the four of us go and do two different groups. And that's called discipleship. And this year, um, we're at the moment, we're going through First and Second Timothy, so the book of Timothy. And so I thought, well, what I'll do is at the moment, we've got no thing. We've just finished our life in the Spirit. And we're going to go through First Timothy 5, 1 to 10, which I thought was interesting. As she was reading, I was thinking, yes, this is an interesting passage. But it's good, isn't it, to go through the Word of God and everything's different, isn't it? We can't just teach on the same things all the time. And the way you read the Bible, there are so many ways you can read the Bible. You can simply read it and just ask God to speak to you. What does it say to me? I know Maddie Archer, she has gone through the Bible over the last two years from beginning to end. Um, and she used an, uh, what was it? A Bible plan, thank you, in the Bible app. And she was able to do that. And I was her friend on the Bible app. So I could see that she was doing that. And there's fruit in her life because of that. And I know others that find a verse or a passage and they meditate on it. And they ask God to just really change their heart and speak to them. Then there's a SOAP method, which you may have heard of. And then I do a method at the moment called HEAR, H-E-A-R. And I keep a here journal. And Stuart does a similar one. And it's H, H for highlight. So write down what stands out to you in the passage. Then E is for explain. So you might look at the context. Who wrote this passage? And um, who was it written for in the day? And then A is for apply. And you write down... You know, how can this help me? And what does it mean to, in today's day? And what is God saying to me? And then R is for respond. This is your call to action. How will you be different because of what you have just read? So that's what I'm going to do today. That's how we're going to look at this passage today. And when I was looking at this passage, I highlighted a few verses. So often you just do one verse, but I've done a few verses. So verses 1 and 2. It says, never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as you would your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother. And treat younger women with purity as you would your own sisters. Then in verses 3 and 4, it talks about the church taking care of widows who have no one else to take care of them. And that also widows need to be taken, need to be cared for by their families if they have them. Then down further, what stood out to me in verse 10 was it talks about widows being well respected by everyone because of the good deeds that they've done. So they were the verses that stood out to me in this passage. And we could each read that passage and get something different out of it. So then we get to E in the here explain. So here's an explanation that what was happening in this passage. So the book of Timothy was written by Paul, who was an apostle of Jesus. And Paul spent many years traveling around and um, starting new churches. And Timothy was a co-worker. And Timothy was younger, and he was probably in his mid-30s, they say. 
And he was passionate and he was devoted to Jesus. So Paul mentored him. And then eventually he sent him off to do missions in churches. And as a mentor, Paul wanted to be able to help him and guide him in that. And that's where he wrote these letters. And Paul heard about that there was some trouble in Ephesus where there were some corrupt leaders teaching incorrect views on what it meant to follow Jesus. And Paul wrote these letters in Timothy to give practical instructions on how to be the church and that how we can do church well. In these verses, Paul is saying that we need to show affection and respect our elders. Encourage them like they were our mother or father. And a commentary says, in Barclay's commentary, it says, it was said that it was the duty of a young man or woman to attach themselves to the best and most approved of them, to receive the benefit of their practical wisdom and help strengthen and direct them. Now, youth is defined in this culture as anyone under 40 years old. How does that make you feel? So it's just not youth as we know it now. Everyone's like, I'm a youth. <laughs> so it's just not t teenagers and children. But for me, as a nearly 49-year-old, I'm still keen to hear wisdom and influence over those that have gone before me to help strengthen and direct me from those that live well. But also, it's saying, in the same way we are to respect those older, Paul says we need to treat younger men as brothers, also with respect, and treat younger women with purity. And by purity in the day, this verse was aimed at the men of the day, saying don't treat them in a sexual nature, but rather a platonic friendship, with respect like you would a sister. But then Paul says that the church needs to take care of widows. But also, if widows have families, the families need to care for them because the church can't do it all. So he was very practical. Then Paul says that the widows and older generation need to be well respected because of the good that they've done. So in other words, the respect will come when people see that the life you lead is good. So then in our here journal, we come to A, which is how do I apply this? And for me, as an over 40-year-old, I was personally challenged to be living a life that is worthy of respect. And that just doesn't happen. I need to continually be working at that. Who's just got it all together here who's over 40? You all? Anyone? Anyone? No, it's tough, isn't it? Making good choices, having a good attitude in life, be careful with my words and just always not critiquing and that's for me. But so much more and it's just not easy. And I was also challenged to hear from those that have gone before me and, is, and are doing life well and hear what they've got to say. The ones I respect and look up to and listen to their life's wisdom. 
Then I was asking God, what are you saying to us as a church here at Shire Salvos? And just as Paul was writing to Timothy, giving advice on how to be the church, giving him practical advice about this, we can also learn from that. And I think that he was saying that all generations need to treat each other with respect and make it our business to encourage each other. Care for each other, but also families, care for your widows because the church can't do it all. And instead of critiquing, let's look at the way that we can build each other up. And the youth, those under 40, or feel under 40, encouraging and listening to those who are older. And older generations investing in those younger. Spending quality time together and encourage them with your presence. Just loving generations well. And I think our church do that beautifully. Also, for those of us that are over 40, no longer youth, and really all ages, live a life that is worthy of honour and respect by bringing up our children well, being kind to strangers, helping those in trouble, and serving humbly. And it's been said, often people come to us and say, you've got a great intergenerational church, and we do. And I feel so privileged to be a part of that. And my son turned 21 this week, and um, we had a family party on Friday night, and it was the non-wild 21st. That's how the invitation went out. (laughs) And we invited friends and family who have invested in Josh, who have done life with Josh, who have encouraged him, been there when he's gone through tough stuff, and really been the generations. And we've intentionally got people to do that. I mean, we don't ask them. We just make friends that are great people who come alongside him. And it's just such a gift. And this church is such a gift to our family. And you can see each week as all these children come and share and, you know, often we hear the same thing, which is okay. (laughs) Some people have a birthday every week which is beautiful. But I just encourage you to keep speaking life over these children. And they remember everything you say. And I've said to my boys, when you speak to a girl, encourage them. They will remember the words you say. They will remember when you say something negative and they will remember when you say something really positive. then there are so many of you here in this room that have invested in your own families. Some of you have had and do have elderly parents, and sometimes it's not easy. And I think of people in this room who have done that so faithfully. I think of Amanda Reynolds, who's not here, who's journeyed with her mum so beautifully for so many years. And we honour her. I think of Judy, Judy Hindle, who so faithfully and boldly journeyed with Bram in his last few years. 
I think of Lynn. Where's Lynn? Up the back. Who looks after her mum, Betty, and helps her out. And then in the same way, Betty, you have invested in the generations for years. You are generous, you are encouraging, and we honour you today for that. I think of Claire Clifton, who is currently checking in on the gates who are struggling at the moment. And she invests in the generations, those older than her and those younger. I think of Steve and Joe Cugley, who for years have invested in young children. They look after children at their own house. They, like Joe comes to playgroup, runs playgroup, and is just investing in those children, and they will be forever changed because of that. All while they continue to care for ageing parents as well. I think of Kerry Daly, who does our pastoral care at um, Coffee Spot each Tuesday, and looks after her, her grandchildren. She visits people in hospital, just caring and investing in the generations. I think of Jackie Smith, who comes to mainly music on a Thursday, who invests in those kids again, and your grandchildren, and their parents, and we just honour you today as well, Jackie. There are just so many of you, too many to mention, I think of Stu Sims, who used to drive down to see his dad, looking after his dad. I think of Andrea Hosking, look after your dad. And there's just so many of you. And we just honour you today for doing it so well. And each of us, investing in the generations and our own family, and then being part of a church and caring for each other on top of all that. And you can probably think of other people here in this room that are on your mind now thinking, yeah, they do that well. So back to my here method. The last letter is R, response. And right now, we as a church are going to do things a bit differently and we're going to respond and we're going to have a time of encouraging each other in this room. And so Joel and Mark are going to have a microphone. And I want you now just to think, who could you encourage in this room? It's always easy in these times to get up and talk about what God's doing in your life and talk about yourself. But now is a time to encourage people of another generation or perhaps someone that invests in generations, and we're just going to have a space to do that. Their names may have already been said, that's okay. But right now, who is it that you need to encourage? And the microphone will go around, and we're just going to wait. And um, I encourage you just to stand when you've got someone on your mind. And maybe God's given you a word for someone in the room. We encourage you to listen to what God's got to say today. I'll get in quick before he's beat me. Um, working with the young kids is hard, but I reckon even working with the youth would be even harder. 
So I just want to put it out there for, uh, for Jacob and his team. Um, huge challenge, and from what I see so far, he's doing a great job. Um, and the young man that he is growing up and uh, living the life that he does, that the influence he has, I think uh, we're in good hands there in the future. I'd like to encourage Daniela Cola. She doesn't only work um, with people to help them through the week, but also her boss has recently had a heart attack and she does a lot for her and cleans her house. There's another 96-year-old lady who needs to get her cat to the vet and do other things and can't get about. And um, Daniela's there and uh, it's, she's just a, a quiet achiever who goes about quietly what she does, but she blesses such a lot of people. So true. I suppose not one individual person. I'd really like to encourage all of our teachers, all of the people in our schools, um, you know, whether they're teachers, principals, you know, all of the ones who are, have a career and who spend their time. I, I understand from some of my kids how hard that can be, um, how rewarding it can be, but I'm really, really grateful. I really want to encourage everyone who has that as a profession and who keeps at it and cares for those kids. Thanks. Joel do all the work down there, Tristan. That's good. Um, I want to encourage all the um, all the young people sticking to their sticking to their faith, just sticking by it. Um, you know, from the ages of I don't know thirteen to twenty five, you really question what's true. You really question what's worth it, you, and you decide what's worth it. Ultimately, is church worth it? Is is following Christ worth it? And I just want to encourage all, all the guys ages uh, 12, even if you're just under that, and 25, even if you're just over that, um, I just want to encourage all the youth, um, sticking by your faith. Just if you have no idea what it is, or if you're getting some idea, or if you have a great idea, I just want to encourage all of you for sticking by your faith, because uh, there's nothing greater than giving your heart to Jesus and leaving it there and having him guide your steps. And, you know, and at, 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 at 12 to 25, you're going... Like, is it that good? You know, like sometimes it just feels so boring and sometimes everything else feels better. Um, but there's the, the heart knowledge and the, and the head knowledge and sometimes the heart doesn't feel it. But as long as your, your head stays sure that Christ is enough, um, there's nothing better than giving um, your heart to God, leaving it there and having him guide your steps. Um, your steps will be true and sure. And so I just want to encourage all the youth um, here and not here um, for sticking by your faith and just just want to encourage and challenge you to keep doing that. God is so good. Uh, I just want to thank, uh, there's too many to uh, mention today, but this is my eighth year away from family. There's like mum and dad are five hours north and family, you know, as a middle-aged, not middle-aged, sorry, young guy, you missed that. <laughs> I was thinking about Joel, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, there's too many to mention, but the, the families in this church that for me, I know for Tristan, a few of us without family, like, You've stepped in, invited us for meals, um, called 
called us when, you know, like when we're by ourselves for Christmases or Easter's and stuff like that. That means so much. I know it means heaps to my parents. Um, they appreciate you. But for me, yeah, um, I just want to thank you, all those families you know you are, who, who care about us who haven't got family here. So, I wanted just to encourage Catherine Lucas, who is um, just a natural carer. Um, she's always, you know, checking up on people, making sure if they haven't been to church that all, all's good with them. And I, we're just so grateful and blessed to have her as one of our... I mean, she's not even pastoral care, but she's doing the job. And I just... Um, I'm encouraged by um, your love for people, Catherine. Bless you. I'd like to encourage our leaders... From Mark to Kim to Joel, the way you lead is reflected in the atmosphere that I feel in this place. It's a very friendly atmosphere. People smile and greet you as you walk in the door. And I believe that comes from the top down. So thank you very much. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I just wanted to encourage the, those who've come from Miranda, actually. Um, it's been really cool that, that this church, we, we've had people who were put into situations where things had changed for them and they had to adopt. And as being a member of the Menai Church and getting to see the way that's Im- impacted those on stage and the participation really regularly, um, I've, I've personally really appre- appreciated that. And I give a lot of credit to, to just the, the way this step forward, and I think it's a massive example um, as things change, as we don't have control of everything. Um, I think that could have gone very differently. So thank you so much to them. Um, I just want to encourage all the kids leaders. Um, Beck and her team, our girls are so blessed to have this church um, and the leaders that who teach in Juniors for Jesus and Kids Church and as part of playgroup as well. I know that Isabel and Zoe absolutely love coming to kids programs, so thank you everyone. Well, funny on the back of that, I, um, I knew we were encouraging. No, I can see the meeting plan a week early. So in my head, I was like, I was going to encourage all the young guys that have been learning the tech at the back. But during the meeting, it got me thinking about those that were leaders for me as kids junior soldiers and when you mentioned Andrea I thought of you and your team when you did junior soldiers walking past David Anderson this morning I was thinking of is it club Friday and wacky races if I've got that right from memory Um, but even like Michael and Julia who did youth when I first started youth um, yeah the 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 impact that you guys had then is certainly still impacting me and as we have a kid soon um, yeah it still means a lot to us every day My turn. Marianne just um, encouraged our leaders. I'd love to encourage the partners of our leaders. The lovely Lauren, Stu, lots of words to describe you, and (laughs) Jessica. Now, um, you three stand alongside your partners. You might think you're going to have dinner on the table at six o'clock one night, but a call comes through and you're needed somewhere. And I just honour the three of you because Mark, 
Kim and Joel could not do what they do without the support of you three. Yeah, I just want to encourage all the parents. Um, the work me and my team does and Beck and her team does, um, it's great. We get about two hours of your kids, but you guys have the rest of the week. And you guys, you guys are great. And we could not do what we do without, you know, you guys bring your kids to church. Um, yeah, thank you. I'd just like to um, thank and acknowledge those that pray for our call. Um, there's a small team that really gets together and really, I know we all pray, but there's a particular team and particularly in that part of that team, I'd like to thank Diane Bayless. She makes such a difference and um, brings her own very quiet touch and um, yeah, encourages all to step forward and um, become stronger. And I'd like to thank her for that. I did owe that. I want to encourage Sandra and David. Um, I love the Godkin family. I love what you, just the family that you're, that's growing, continues to grow. And um, you've been such a blessing to this church. And um, I just see how you're still investing back into your grand, grandkids. And um, that looks exhausting from a distance as well. <laughs> but just the love of Christ that emanates from you. And um, I just honour the Godkin family, and that started from you and your parents. Um, it's already been said, but I'd really like to encourage Mark, our shepherd. Um, I missed this opportunity once and regretted it. I really don't want to stand up here now and do this. <laughs> but um, I've watched Mark come back after his trip in 21 and take over such a big job and do it so humbly and um, I have had a very eclectic um, walk with the Lord I've been Orthodox, I've been Catholic I've been in Pentecostal churches, it's all helped me grow it's all been beautiful but I've never seen a shepherd like Mark is he's humble um, he's, uh, he's, he's the, his Christianity is in his heart and not in his head and I just see him continually focus on the kingdom and I've never witnessed that before. And um, uh, I'm a far better Christian today because of Mark and I just want to really encourage him that he does an awesome job that um, I believe our walk, it's all been said about this church and it comes from the shepherd. Yeah, thanks. May, may not want to given that to me, because I'm actually going to encourage you, Joel. Um, <laughs> uh, just uh, growing up, I know we weren't sort of directly friends growing up, but sort of that same friendship circle. And I think our generation was kind of lost. The Salvos sort of lost a lot of us. Um, but to see someone to uh, have grown up and followed God's calling on your life is um, really encouraging for me. And to um, the way you have stepped into this role is um, super brave. Like, you know, you're a teacher and, and and I hope it's going well for you. Like, I hope you don't regret it because, no, I, I mean that. Like, we, we're, we're grateful for you. And um, I see you growing into this role and being a leader of our church, and that's really encouraging. Um, so I just want to encourage you. Um, this beautiful mix of, like, passion and practical. I actually think you're, like, this nice midway point between Mark and Kim. Like, and I think you complement each other really well. So just want to, yeah, honour you and encourage you. And, yeah, God has his hand on your life, and I hope it's 
turning out the way you'd hope because it was a super <laughs> brave decision. So, but but we're grateful for it. So thank you. I'd like to um, thank or encourage two groups: the musicians and the drummers. Uh, so, sometimes we're a tough crowd. We come in uh, to church with our issues, with our week and everything, and I believe Satan puts a barrier up between the music, worship, and ourselves. And uh, I just thank the musicians and the drummers uh, to try and punch through and help us have uh, a great service and a connection with God. Um, I just want to say thank you to everybody since I started at the Salvos. Um, you people are amazing with showing love to people that aren't of that faith. And I just want to encourage everyone to keep doing it, not only here but outside in the community because there's so much hurt out there and we all need to show it. So thank you for what you've done for me. Um, I was just going to say um, what Kim said, how you're instructing your son to say a positive thing, particularly to women... It just made me think about like the impact of even whether you're like a youth person or whether you've um, just working and the impact. Like I know when we grew up, I was at school and I'd say, oh, my auntie Sam, my auntie Shelley. And they weren't my real aunties. They were my mum's friends or my auntie Janelle, someone from church. And like I just always had a really strong network, but they weren't always my biological aunts and or uncles and I see Lockie like playing soccer with like you guys and I don't know I can see it that it's hopefully like um he'll have that same experience and like grow up to be an adult that always had people kind of speaking into him even if it wasn't his auntie it was someone that saw him and you know like um even like Claire and Jack with Charlie, like it's, it makes me emotional. <laughs> but it's very beautiful and I think regardless of what lane you're in at the moment, don't underestimate like just where you'll kind of impact that person and yeah, it's just very, very special I think within the Christian family. I just want to encourage some of the young mums in the room. Um, I've been there, I know what it's like and there's some Sundays you come. Um, and it's not easy. And Jess, you're one of those. I see you. God sees you. And I promise I won't cry. <laughs> but I know what it's like. Jess, um, keep seeking God. Keep bringing kids to church. And it was Karen Kingston um, a, year, a few years ago for me. You said sometimes you just find your one thing. And I, every Sunday I come and I find my one thing. Um, sometimes it's one song. Sometimes it's one conversation. But you reminded me just to come and to make it your value and to show your kids that God is a priority and that church is priority. Um, and I've done that and I want to say thank you. Let's just all have a big cry. <laughs> um, I was going to speak and then Lauren, I was like, oh, I can't go after Lauren. <laughs> but Claire already gave me the mic, so here I am. Um, I was going to honour life group leaders. So two of the most um, important people in my faith are here today. So Kim Hill and Lisa Sims. They were my life group leaders when I was a young teenager, assessing whether I thought Christianity was real, whether it was worth it, and I would not be at church if it weren't for those two ladies. So thank you to you guys.
I can't stand, so I'll just say this sitting down, I'll be quick. I just want to encourage and give thanks to every last person in this room. No one in particular. While we have been honouring individual people and they are very important, without bums on seats on Sunday mornings, there is no church. There is no one to minister to. There is... um, there is no church and I just want to encourage everyone who gets out of bed on Sunday mornings when sometimes, gee, it's hard and comes to church to worship our Lord. Uh, I just, uh, I want to expand a little bit on what Michael touched on before um, and I want to honour the older generation from Miranda and one of the things I loved the most about being a part of Miranda Church was um, that there was older generations, there was young kids, and there was those somewhere in the middle, and it never felt separated. It just very much felt like the older generation just, you loved on us, and then you loved on our kids. And um, it very much felt like a big extended family. And I love that you guys, there is a couple of you here today, that you've come here to Menai, and I know that that not the decision to come here was forced on you, but the decision to not be able to go to Miranda, that was something you had no control over. And I love seeing your faces, whether I'm down here or whether I'm singing up here, when I look down and see your faces, it brings me great joy. And I love you guys, and I wanna say thank you for um, coming on the journey with us. Um, and um, I wanna encourage you to share that message to those who don't really come to Menai, um, tell them that we love them, that we miss them, and that they are valued, they are precious, and we would love to have them as part of this family as well. So, thanks. There's a lot of people that do the behind the scenes to make church happen, and I just want to, Jeff and Carolyn, you guys are probably our two of our biggest volunteers, and I know you probably don't want public acknowledgement, but... um. Yeah, just every week, Jeff in particular, you're probably here two, three days just doing anything we need. So we just want to thank you both for just that consistent effort that you give back. It's all the behind the scenes. No one sees it, but we see it as as the staff. So we just want to thank you and don't hate me for publicly acknowledging today. also in response to Michael. Michael, it's really lovely to know that you guys have welcomed us um, into this place here. Even though we were part of um, Shire Salvos at Miranda, um, it's really a great blessing um, to come here and feel the warmth and the way people have accepted us into this group here. Um, It was not an easy thing to do when we came from such a small, intimate church. But it, um, it is, has been a really valuable time for me. And um, yeah, so all you people here, it's just wonderful. I like especially to say thanks to the young people here because you guys are fantastic. People like Tristan and Anastasia and Elise, like you never, ever go past me without saying hello and you're happy to co- have a conversation with me. And 
when you're getting older, that's really precious. And I just thank you guys. Introduce yourselves to me because I don't know so many of you. That goes for not just the younger people, but some of the older people too. And we really look forward to getting to know all of you so that we can um, just feel that we are just so much part of your church, as we already do. Um, But we want to feel even more part of it. I want to encourage Fiona. She's probably going to hate that I'm doing this. (laughs) But in 2020, I had the privilege of being part of a um, life group with a bunch of beautiful women that are some of here this morning. And Fiona was in that group. And I I just really value you, Fiona, for the woman that you are. And you are extremely resilient wonderful woman and I know that you care for your family so well, your children and your parents, um, but that's a heavy burden and I just want to thank you that um, you come and you're part of this church community and it's really a blessing to know you and to do that journey with you in the Bible study group as well. So thanks. Um, I'd like to honour our tech guys and girls. There's some girls on the sound desk sometimes too. Um, I think it's easy to think that it's just a Sunday thing, but <laughs> I, Blake's phone is always pinging with messages from from the various tech people involved in the church. I want to honour them for um, not just their time, but the immense effort that they put in. Everything that they do is is excellent. Um, they they do everything to the highest quality, the highest standard that could possibly be done. And um, being married to one, I know the hours um, that go into it. So I also want to honour the wags of the tech team. <laughs> um, and thank you for supporting um, your, your partners as, as you do um, because they wouldn't be able to do it without the support, I'm sure. I want to honour everyone that gets involved in the Interstate Basketball Carnival. Um, obviously, that's how I got involved in church. That's how I met my wife. That's how my baby came to be. That's how <laughs> I made so many of my friends. I've got this wonderful community, and without that, yeah. I just wouldn't have any of it. So thank you very much. That's probably honouring Trevor Nickel, who's been um, a man that's done that for over 20 years and faithfully done that. So if anyone knows Trevor, give him an encouragement. Give him a shout-out. Well, what an amazing time. (laughs) And keep doing that. We don't need a time in church to do that, but just keep doing that. As you see people and you think, gee, they're great, tell them. Or if you see someone going above and beyond, tell them. Yeah, just keep, let's keep doing that. And you do it well. So thank you for sharing in that time and um, we're just going to close off and I'll just pray. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the church. We thank you for our church and every person in it. We just ask that you'll continue to give us wisdom as we speak into the generations 
And as people walk in this door, that no one will ever leave feeling like they're lonely or that they've got no one to talk to, God, that you will inspire us to go around and get to know each other and build stronger relationships. And Jesus, I thank you for the people that serve so faithfully because they love you. God, do a work in our families, do a work in our lives, and do a work in our church, God, and in our community. We love you, Lord. We give you this day, and we honour you today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I think we're going to sing a last song, so let's stand up as we sing something that Tristan is going to lead us through. A really encouraging sermon this week and great that we're able to act it out in person, encouraging um, uh, individual people, encouraging the church, encouraging our leaders at church. It was just such a a wonderful time and certainly something that I'm sure a lot of people uh, got something out of uh, that that service as well. That brings us to the end of the Shah Salvos podcast for this week. This is Jack Clifton signing off from the podcast chair. We'll be back for next week for another edition of the Shah Salvos podcast. But until then, stay safe. God bless. We'll catch you next week.